When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All conversations and information exchanged during participation in this podcast or interaction on the doctor.com website is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only. Do not confuse this with treatment or physician medical advice or direction per se. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing on these podcasts or posted on this site supplements or supersedes the relationship and direction of your medical caretakers. Please understand, I am not playing the role of physician in this environment per se. I'm educating. I am a licensed physician with specialty boards in American Board of Internal Medicine and American Board of Addiction Medicine. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Foy and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around. Dr. Drew, I've been listening to old-time radio. Again? Yeah, because I won't listen to the news anymore after the Mueller report. Good for you. So we're here again. Gather around. Gather around. I've got some business to take care of. It's another episode of This Life, Hashtag You Live. Check out our new opium series. Bob, you would love this. On the weekly list, infusion. I listened to a bunch of it. Yeah, we're doing it on Weekly Infusion where I read the articles that we published and we have these great interviews alongside of it. In this series, The History of Opium, we explore the substance first known use in antiquity and work our way all the way up to the current crisis. It was produced by Michelle Poe. We are in episode five now. And uh, go to drew.com, get the whole thing. Subscribe to Weekly Infusion, where you can listen to wherever you get your podcast. Also, other shows at drdrew.com, the Dr. Drew podcast. I've had some great guests recently. Number 371, Kevin Fulta. 370, Robert Green. You know who he is? Uh, he's a, he's written a book. Oh, my God. He's yeah. a great guy. Uh, but he's going to be on this. Uh, no, he's on that one. And he, <laughs> he wrote a book called The Human Nature. Yes. The Nature of Human. And he also, right. all, I'll tell you something I will get in here is Dr. Ashley Winter. She's a urologist. She's young. She knows what the hell she's talking about. And, when, you know, she was going saying to me, she goes, you know, I've been on this people podcast. They're supposed to be sex experts. I, I'm sort of confused. I go, no, honey, you're an expert. People that say they're experts are not necessarily yeah. experts. Uh, also... The new Dr. Drew After Dark podcast, it is, uh, according to my producer, Taking the World by Storm. Susan, mm-hmm. is that correct? Uh, atop the YouTube channel and podcast uh, charts, I'm hosting this on your mom's house platform. It's for mommies but not kitties, okay? Be warned. It is intended for mature audiences. So Holy do- moly, I got to tune into that. Yeah, do not <laughs> Dr. listen to Dr. Drew talking dirty? Yeah, it's not just me. <laughs> it's sort of watching videos that are kind of... Uh, oh, my goodness. Because that's your mom's house. Like that's Prime Loveline 1988. Yeah. Yes, it is, it, it is. is a throwback. And uh, we have our first T-shirt out, uh, the Dr. Drew Heather Charcoal T-shirt on at merchmethod.com slash Tom Segura. And uh, do not wear that in the carpool either. Um, and, uh, and of course, me and Leanne Tweeden on KBC 790 Midday Live Talk. Uh, if you're in another city other than Los Angeles, you can tune in every day at the website at kbcradio.com, KBC yes. I think it is. 
Uh, no, KBC.com. I don't think so. No, it's KBC. All right. Uh, and, uh, I mean, there's a TV, but you'll see the radios. Everything that. is at DrDrew.com. Next to all the podcasts we offer here with Playroom Pods, as well as the Dr. Drew Podcast. Of course, the Adam and Drew Podcast. And uh, please do tell a friend. We appreciate the listenership. That is all the business, my producer. Can I just say, I just had a flashback. The first time I ever heard the term anal sex yeah. said in media, Dr. Drew said it, <laughs> and I was drunk at home. It must have been like 87, 88, 89. And I was like, the world is becoming how I want it to be. Then <laughs> <laughs> you downed a couple of beers and came on the show with me. Did he right? say don't prolapse your anus? No, the whole prolapse thing came later. That was Yeah, that was way later. But just the idea that people were talking openly about about anal sex it was crazy. Yeah. Well, now it's not so unusual to talk about. But now that what what you what your mom's house is is they collect weird videos from online and then they serve them up to me and I'm supposed to comment on them about the psychopathology of the people. Uh, whatever I think mm-hmm. might be going on. There's oh, a, a I got a lot of stuff. That. It's, it's on YouTube too. It's a YouTube show. Oh, really, I got to really. see it. It's yeah. also a podcast, which, you know. But you got to visually see it. But, yeah. it's, it's intense. Well, once you hear it, you want to see it, too. So if, if you if you can't watch it because other people are around and you can listen to it. It's, oh, it's, it's that just graphic? You can't Sometimes. watch it because other people are well, around? Well, it was at the beginning, and YouTube actually had an issue oh, yeah. with some of YouTube's the stuff they were showing. Issues. And so they, they calmed it down a little bit, thank God. Uh, but it's, you know, people into, like, do- you know, like pretend they're doggies and horses and weird stuff people do you know trying out doing public service of trying out products i mean just weird stuff people put online yeah believe me. it's uh, not for the faint of heart yeah we don't get them uh, and all here. the freaks are centered on it. now you can find them on one spot your, your mom, show my, your mom house <laughs> and then over to mine yeah all right listen let's go and how also are you it's all interviewing comedians yes so- it's all comedians are my guests and i Bert Kreischer was a pretty sensational oh, one. Yeah. Tom Segura. He's probably been a horsey before. Christina P. <laughs> so uh, we're losing all our comedians here to this new yeah, podcast. Yeah. So. Well, but they'll probably come over here. Sounds too, great. And hang out. Pete Holmes. Might Chris lead Hardwick. to a fourth career for you. <laughs> America's Home Freak videos. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Right there. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's, yeah. I'd watch she's that. Like, she's that's like, what? what? Yeah, I like that. Send that to Christina, please. Uh, all right. So, how are you? I'm great. Uh, there's a lot going you know, on. No, that's the strange thing that I think a lot of people are going through. My life is just beautiful and great. And then, as soon as you think about the society, you immediately feel this this weight. Yeah. And what do you think that is? It's that the society is so sick is and it? individually. Is it? Or is it the media pumping that? Oh, maybe. Sh- well, yeah, they're it. amplifying it yeah. for sure. Yeah. But. But I just, since the Mueller report, I don't want to get too political. I just refuse to watch any news. I used to watch 30 minutes of Fox, about an hour MSNBC. I can't even, I couldn't even take a half hour of CNN anymore. Yeah. It just seemed like crossfire constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So I have had no media since the report came out. Okay, I feel golden. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're in recovery or something. Yeah, you know? yeah it's great. It's it is a kind recovery. of recovery, isn't it? It's really something. It's not good for your soul. I've been saying that all along. That so many Americans have been doing it for two and a half years. I think we need to talk more about it. Well, talk more about how the media may be. But that's just getting into the argument. Just de- just what do you need to know for? Exactly. What and, do you need to know? You Raise your kids. You hear. It just Nothing is... Absolute truth. I've been saying it all along. I just kept saying it. It it forces us to look locally because the only government that's actually doing anything for us is your local government. Right. The trash, the police. Well, I live in Claremont. We're like a 
we're like yeah. a manicured little city. Yeah. There. So you go, so the local government, the state government next, and of course we live in utopia here in California. The state government's not doing much, uh, and then the federal governments. If you the federal government do anything for you, but but think about your ideas. What is wrong with our society is trauma. Yep. On a continuum of whatever that is, it's bad parenting. Yeah. This whole, this whole thing just, about paying a million dollars to get your kids in school. Accountant that works with me calculated the one dad that paid $6 million, mm-hmm. if he would have just invested it for the kid and the kid didn't go to college, he would have made $218,000 a year for life. Yeah. What is this narcissistic extension of self that your kids have to go to an Ivy League school? Right. That, that's one version. And the other version is the destroyed family systems throughout the country. And the other is, we used to say on Loveland all the time, we say screwed up kids having screwed, screwed up people having screwed up kids. Right. And the idea is get disconnect a little bit. Stop paying attention to that stuff that doesn't relate to you in any way other than stir up your trauma and raise your kids right. Right. Keep it simple. It's fun. Remember when Mike... Uh, Mike uh, Oh, shoot, our psychologist. Uh, Farina? Farina used to always say, people need a simple life. Yeah. Simple life. That's what humans need. Speaking of that, let's transition to our guest. Gabby. Gabby Jurgens. She right. is a military daughter, former military wife, creator of Homefront Girl, supports military families, donated over $100,000 in charities like Operation Homefront and United Through Reading. Uh, Gabby, welcome to the program. Hi, Dr. Drew. Hi, Bob. Thanks Thank you so much for having me on. Thanks for coming to, on and waiting sit, for me yeah. for a sec. Yeah. So you you, sit through a bunch uh, of you were worth the wait. I oh, loved it with this, uh, the intro. Yes. That was a lot of fun. Uh, he sit through a whole bunch of stuff, poor Gabby. Yes. There's a whole new show coming up that apparently just had its birth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Freaks are up. What was it? What was that that America's you called it, Bob? Freak I am, yeah, I am like Dr. Drew's Ed McMahon. That's what I've been <laughs> most of my life. It's really funny. America's freak something. Home freak videos. videos. (laughs) It's what it is. So Gabby, in addition to having uh, been a military wife, she's a Mm -hmm. stage three breast cancer survivor. Yes. Awesome. And uh, where should we start? Shall we talk about Homefront Girl? Sure. Um, I'd love to. Uh, Well, you know what? Actually, um, let me just uh, back up a little bit. because, um, you know, when I was talking to Susan, I, I was talking to Michelle, was, I've got to tell you, you've got an awesome team, you've got an awesome wife, you got to, but uh, Michelle is just a, a rock star, just really enjoyed speaking with her. Um, but um, I started Homefront Girl while I was still, um, I was married uh, 26 years and, um, well, total 28, but yeah. Uh, anyway, um, and I did it after my former husband retired. And um, I think I was... Um, you know, like a lot of uh, women who uh, have raised their children, and um, and if you're living in the military life, you you know basically are traveling all over the place and uh, moving every two to three years, and uh, very difficult to keep a career if when you're in that kind of a situation. Sure. So um, you do a lot of volunteering, and um, so when he retired, he moved on to um, a business career. My son was a junior in high school, and. You know, I was living in Wisconsin, that's where we moved to, and I was sort of uh, wondering what I was going to do with the rest of my life. Uh, and I know a lot of women can relate to um, at some point in your life when you get to that point. Um, and so I started on Front Girl uh, simply as, a, as an outlet, a creative outlet. I knew there was sort of a, a gap in the market. I never saw anything that kind of reflected what this lifestyle was about, who this community was about. And I wanted to do it in a really 
positive way um, that was inspirational at the same time. And it was I, trendy. I want to make sure I, I zero in. This community being wives of retired military community, military families, retired military, or just any no, military Act, just anyone, veterans. Um, to be honest, it's almost a fifty million demographic that we're looking and, at. And there's I mean, no it's websites, large. no websites no, to support them. No, that's crazy. Well, nothing in the in the sense like when you're here, I you know. So basically, I never I created the products I wish I had seen. Sure. And I wished for you know the things that one of the things when you're in a military life, you're always either giving a gift or you're buying a gift or someone's coming in, someone's leaving, a baby's being born. You know, you're doing so. You were always looking for something, and so I started my own milk carts, and I started just sending them out, thank you notes or whatever. Um, but What's what was cart? depicted on the front, if it was a simple little illustration or whatever it was, um, I saw the reaction. And I think that was sort of like a watershed moment for me. It's like, oh, um, from the rest of the, the people who were receiving it. And I would get, oh, could you do my cards? Or could you um, do this? Um, something that depicts whatever community they were in, whether they were in Baumholder, Germany, um, or they were you know, at the Pentagon or whatever it was, I could tell there was a need for, to see their lives identified or reflected and unique and to see their lives unique it is unique i mean totally bob it's a you know i always say it's a lifestyle uh when i talk to people who aren't really that familiar with uh what military life is like uh when you're in it and you're a family member everybody serves whether you're the mom the dad this is you you kind of serve and when you're the immediate family the wife and the kids um uh, and and the husband um and the partner, <laughs> um, right. you are basically, um, in many ways, um, kind of strapping on the boots yourself. Um, well, the idea learn- is that you're putting your life on this. Yeah, you're going on this journey, too. So I have a brother-in-law who's lifetime military. And it's mm-hmm. just, it. you know, th- that thing that you said, Drew, every three years they get, they move, the, you know, they could be in Saudi Arabia. It's then crazy. they're in uh, uh, Alabama. Oof. Then, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the kids are and, jumping schools, and and the family is going along with them, mm-hmm. and there's and nobody talks about it really. It's just supposed to be they're the exactly. stoic people, they're the people who you know don't have any problems. I've I've noticed that a lot because I, ironically, because I deal with a lot of the children of this lifestyle oh, who end up in rehab. I hate to say, uh-huh. yeah. Right? Oh wow. Because if and you you're have, right, and you're you right a, because you know what it leaves you with a lot of sometimes. You know, I raised my son in this life too. And then now he's, you know, he's, he's doing really, you know, he's, I'm so proud of him. He's, you know, in the creative world as well. And, um, um, you know, he's out in LA and I, I would say his name, but he'd probably kill me. Uh. Right now. <laughs> I mean, I told him I was going on a Dr. Drew. His mother, what are you doing? <laughs> he'd see the after dark show. Yeah, I was like, leave me alone. I'm going on Dr. Drew. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, but it's a difficult life. Yeah, it is. It, it has its challenges. And Bob, you know, because you have a family member. So, and now you've, you know, and you're dealing with it when it comes to um, recovery. And um, so, but you know, it either makes you extraordinarily independent when you raise your kids. Uh, my Mine was one of them and he was an only child. So, you know, that could have gone anyway. Um, and, um, or it makes you really introvert and difficult. Um, you know, it, it just, 
it's an interesting lifestyle and it was never really talked about or I never really saw it where they call us the silent ranks. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I, what what little I know just from the clients I've served is that there's this stoicism that almost like there's a role you're supposed to be as the army wife. Right. And you, you should not veer from that narrative. Yeah, because and it reflects that's, and that's on, the, and that's the ugly truth. You are that, absolutely you understand, right. Andrew. Yeah, yeah, I do. And it's just you know, and finally people are starting to talk about it. I mean, there's a there is a I I don't want to say it wrong, but there is an army brats website where they all talk to each other. They're all children of the military, right? Yep, absolutely. That's what they call uh, themselves, Drew. Army brats. Well, that's, yeah, I, and navy brats. <laughs> no, I've certainly, brats. I've certainly seen them identify as such. Later, it's adults. Yeah, that's why it's adults. Yeah. Like, and let's let's face it, addiction is addiction is addiction. I say it doesn't really matter where you come from or what you do, but you're gonna you're gonna look to your childhood or look to your parents for reasons why you might have turned out the way you do. Sure. And military life is an easy one to point at. I'm looking at. Uh, it's dope. The stuff. The yoga pants are great. I want to get the girls a l- wide a range of products you're you're creating. Wait, let me. Oh, great! Thanks. Yeah, I we're showing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so cool um, and affordable too. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's um and and so basically what you're looking at is what See, I see. Look wish, at that, the, you know, Susan. Look at those what? the day glow yoga pants. Go down. That, those Ooh, are great. He likes the. Uh, I like those. I guess those for Chrissy. Yeah, okay. but hey, uh, day by glow. the way, Bob, huh? <laughs> I have actually come out with a men's line. Just so you <laughs> oh, know, I don't do yoga. Really cool. <laughs> I do Disneyland. I don't do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have to do yoga. But they're really awesome. <laughs> but I love that. Leggings. No, it's really something that. You know, I looked it up when Susan sent me the email. It's just cool to oh, bring thanks, community and communication that. to to that to the families. Yeah, well, you know what I've always said, you know, was that I had a front row seat to bravery, and it was on both sides of the brave. What I saw, uh, the sacrifice that's rendered by our families and our kids. And so when I did Homefront Girl, you know, it was, you know, it had its birth with little note cards, and then fast forward retirement. I'm living in Wisconsin. I'm, I'm living in Uggs and I'm contemplating the winters that are about to hit me. Um, and I was like, okay, I need to do something. Uh, and I don't know what it was, but I needed to be, you know, something creative, something to get my biz busy. Um, and, uh, I learned about art licensing and then I got an agent. Um, I had built up a portfolio and what they looked at it. And when they heard my story, they said, now you're, you, you're a brand, you have a story behind what you're doing. And, um, so that's how Homefront Girl really started. It's and then I started getting contracts. I did limited edition for Yankee Candle, and I did uh, three years of an exclusive with Inesco, which is a huge gift company, which put out an extraordinary uh, array of products that I was very proud of. And uh, now um, I'm uh, working closely with uh, uh, Gary, the Gary Sinisi Foundation, uh, one of their ambassadors, um, Captain. Smith, Leslie Smith, shout out to Leslie out there. Um, she is an extraordinary person who uh, retired um, as a captain, but um, had been a deployed to Bosnia. And because of it, she is a, um, her had an, um, her leg was amputated. And so, but um, she, and she is uh, just an extraordinary um, uh, representation of, 
you're, you know, you go through a lot of adversities. I've gone through some adversities that I never imagined were going to hit my life, like all of us do. And uh, my work, or uh, just what I'm looking forward to, because we're really in the start of it. She's the ambassador for uh, the state of Virginia for the Sinisi Foundation, and she goes around and represents the foundation and speaks to veterans and and first responders. And I'm really looking forward to working closely with her. Uh, but one of the things that um, you know uh, I discovered in just talking to her is that one of the key things is if you share your experience. Uh, right. what you've gone through, whether, you know, her sharing well, her experience of what right. she went through. I mean, that's, that's, I was thinking about while you were talking about whether or not there's adequate resources for people that have been through things. Uh, and the VA, I know, tries to meet those needs. How has that experience been for you? Do you feel like they, did they help the people that around you? Yeah. Well, you know, I have a lot of, uh, of course, I have a lot of friends who are veterans. Um, I have friends who are, um, who I will, um, uh, who will tell you that they've had great service from the VA, great health. Uh, uh, great, Leslie primary, would be one of them. great primary um, for sure. You never hear complaints about the primary care. Primary care. It's the secondary it's care, the like secondary. the psych care and addiction care and things like that. And also just, uh, so, well, and then you hear the stories, of course, you know, and then the waiting time and, you know, uh, those things are real and, uh, and help, you know, is shining a light every time you can do that on any of that is just key, you know, shining a light on something so that, you know, it's there and people can see there's a, there's an issue here. There's a problem here that needs to be addressed. But, um, I think, um, one of the things that I will give a, uh, that I believe is that the resources that are growing from a grassroots movement to support the community, um, there's equine therapy, there's all kinds of, there's sailing therapy, anything that's out there that's um, helping our, the our veterans warriors, are coming you're back. talking about different, different offshoots of wounded warriors is one of them that I'm familiar with. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, and, you know, along with that, though, Bob, I would also mention that there is the extraordinary work for our military caregivers and the support that they need. Because those spouses are who are now and moms and dads and friends and family who are caring for those that are coming back with these visible and non-visible, you know, un- invisible wounds right. are, um, you know, they need also support. And a lot of these, um, you know, um, uh, I'll give a shout out to the Dole, uh, Senator Dole, uh, Dole's caregiver, military caregiver foundation, um, because I have a lot of friends that are fellows there. Um, I will give a shout out to household healing household six and what they do. Those are organizations that are out there that are helping not only the families, uh, the caregivers, but also um, they're being able to bring the families uh, into, let's say a retreat so that everybody is involved in the healing process. Can we of- just talk about how great Bob Dole is? <laughs> Bob Dole oh, yeah, is the, the writer of the Dole Act, yeah. which makes tr- access to drug treatment possible. Yeah. That law so, you know, I would say a moderate Republican he was. Yeah. The Dole Act could never be passed today. Mm. Never, ever, ever. Why? Because both sides would pull it apart. Ideology. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we're living in times where I think, you know, Heroes is all over your website. And we're looking at Heroes. Bob Dole is a hero. Not only his work with the military and, and veterans, but... That he passed the law that makes drugs treatment possible. That you know what yeah, I mean? What yeah, a hero! That's great. 
Absolutely. Uh, he, and, you know, as a veteran and, you know, I'm very, um, I'm so happy uh, that he will be posthumously award, you know, uh, given the rank of Colonel. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard that. I don't but, know. I didn't that, hear that. That just got passed. He never made it to Colonel. The guy's a hero. <laughs> hey, he made it to all other kinds of, you know, but. <laughs> just a couple other but, things. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. But uh, so, no, him and his wife have been extraordinary within the community. And, That's what you I've know, heard. I say heroes. And they do it and, silently. You, know, they, you never hear about. No, you don't. And that's one of those things that is true. And, you know, and I have to say, because I get asked this a lot, uh, you know, they say, well, heroes. And, you know, that's a word that gets tossed around a lot. Um, But when it came to the military, um, you know, I always say military men and women who serve will never call themselves heroes. Right. But the families that love them and care for them and await wait their homecoming and, you know, when you send them off in the morning after you have your coffee or they're finished with PT, you know, you don't know they're going out on training exercises or, you know, or they're going away for a year. Um, the family members who are back home and undergoing those enormous stresses that come with that, if you can imagine, send a, you know, you're sending a loved one into harm's way, that's stress extraordinary stress. Um, but you have to keep it together on the home front. You have to rate, you know, continue with the family, continue making sure your kids are, you know, have happy, healthy. Um, and then you got to tend to yourself as well. And that's, that's where, where I, think, that's where I think a lot of people fall short. Well, we got to take a little break but, here. Let's take, talk about that after the yeah, break. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to talk about. We're talking awesome. to Gabby Jurgens. The website is homefrontgirl.com. We'll be right back. Well, CBDs are everywhere, right? Everyone's talking about them, and it's a topic that I get asked about all the time. Bottom line on CBD, although there are way more claims made about them, the clinical evidence right now, it's not all that clear, but many people are using it and reporting great results, and they are very encouraging. So I want to first define exactly what I'm talking about here. CBD is cannabidiol, an extract from hemp. Well, you might associate with marijuana, CBD does not cause reinforcement. It is not the reinforcing component of hemp, but it is what's responsible for the calming or some of the relaxing effects that many people experience, not the high. Now about the products. There are a ton of them on the market today. For getting the vast array of the reported health benefits, it's important to be aware of what you're buying. I was recently introduced to a company called Select CBD, an Oregon-based company that focuses on high-quality ingredients and manufacturing standards, not the hype. Their CBD-based products are available in a wide range of formulations and flavors, each of which is described to you so you can make an informed decision without all those promises that are probably too good to be true. Like I said, the reported benefits of CBD by individuals using this are very compelling. I'm excited to see how things develop as the science catches up with this booming industry. As usual, the public is ahead of the science. I can't make explicit claims yet, but boy, the reports are pretty encouraging. So if you're ready to try CBD, I encourage you to check out Select CBD. To learn more, go to drdrew.com slash select. That's on my site, drdrew.com slash S-E-L-E-C-T. And for a limited time, you can save 25% at checkout with the code drdrew, D-R-D-R-E-W. Again, drdrew.com slash select, and then the code D-R-D-R-E-W. And we're back. We're back with uh, Gabby Jurgens. And we're picking up with how she took care of herself well, through all uh, these trials about, and tribulations. Well, she has some special things that happened. Let's talk about what happened later with your husband. Oh, yeah. And Whoa, I just want to get out of that. that. <laughs> I heard I'm that bad. in your voice. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's you, talk about it. <laughs> 
All right, yeah, let's get to that. Because, okay. it's, a, because it's a twist. Is this the After Dark show? Yeah, no, it's a dark topic, but not After Dark. But, but listen, okay. this is the guy that you've supported. Um, this is the guy that's been the source 26 of years. This is years. Uh, total 28 years. And then, boom. But 26 years all, is when it all went. All, all of her sacrifice is like, where'd that go? So let's hear the, about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the love of my life, my best friend, all of it, um, uh, just uh, would have gone to a firing squad that never once would have harmed a, head on my, a hair on my head. Uh, best friend. Um, raised. I have an amazing son that I'm, we're, I'm very proud that he was raised in a, you know, basically a nuclear family. It was None of this was a part of it when he was, you know, all the way to college and his first job. And he had a loving, wonderful family unit. It kind of imploded in 2015 absolutely out of the blue. That's why I shared with uh, Michelle. Um, Vicki Stark, who has been, um, who's a psychotherapist, and uh, it happened to her. And uh, it's something that when it happened to me is that I just, uh, I was going away to promote my Homefront Girl teddy bears, which were paying it forward to Operation Homefront. And right. I was going to Dallas and I came home and uh, basically uh, was in, uh, was gone. <laughs> Just no, no, absolutely no warning. It was an absolutely devastating, traumatic moment for me. Uh, we had moved to a place where we were supposed to build our forever home, and I was now alone on an island. And uh, I had known my neighbors for all of five months, and they were amazingly caring for this complete stranger, <laughs> really, that they had in their midst, whose life had just uh, really come How crashing long? around your ears. His second career had become, ex- he was extraordinarily successful. I mean, he'd gone I on can't to be, be good. extremely <laughs> well. So, but, and that was, I mean, it was, uh, and I, you know, we were a team, you know, that's what the military calls us, you know, and then afterwards we're continuing to be a team. I mentioned Vicki Stark because, you know, for me, um, after that hit me, the trauma, I mean, literally, um, it's like, I would look in the mirror. I remember the second day that I woke up to this absolute shock of no pickup phone calls. No, you know, it's just like gone. Um, we're getting crazy. A Wait a minute. We got to no stop proof. right there. Drew just shook his head. So you came home. He wasn't home. There was no note. Was there a Oh, no, I got a note. I got a note while I was the evening before my flight that said a car will pick you up. And I was like, oh, uh, what's going on? Because the plan was we were going to, he's picking me up and we're picking up our baby doggies, you know, two dogs. And, uh, but that didn't turn out to be, it was, uh, no, here's a car service. Uh, they'll pick you up. And, uh, after that, no pickup of the phone, no nothing. So I literally went shaking to the airport. And then of course the flights got all, you know, it was one of those, okay, now the airport is having issues. He just had a, he just, what did he have a second life now? Is he living some other life? Uh, he's living his, the life that he chose. He uh, apparently, um, it, well, what I discovered was he'd been having an affair. Right. Um, obviously, obviously. Um, and, obviously, uh, then but I want to know abortion. whether it was male, female. Yeah. 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 Well, no, it was a female. Okay. okay. We, we well, you that. understand what I'm saying, uh, right? <laughs> but no, I totally get what you're saying, but what I want, but I, I, so after that happened though, here's, here's what can happen. And this is what I tell people. Stress is not good for your body. Um, I, of course, you know, I have to tell you that girl who doesn't exist anymore, because that girl from when that trauma hit her, um, she's gone Um, because, you know, it was traumatic. So what ended up fast forwarding is that within several months, I mean, I lost enormous amounts of weight. I was just not sleeping. I was in 
catatonic shock. I mean, I went to my doctor who had seen me five months earlier and she was so happy because she saw how happy I was. And then came uh, the die, you know, the day that I pressed up against a counter in a bank uh, and I felt it. It was a, a knot. And then I went to my doctor and then the test started. And then she called me in and I went with a friend and that's when I was told and she had tears in her eyes because she already knew I was dealing with one extraordinary shock and trauma. Now she had to sit and tell me, you have an aggressive cancer and it's stage three now and uh, you need to beat feet to go get it uh, treated. And, you know, I just looked at her. I remember thinking and I looked at my friend and I looked at my daughter and said, now I have cancer. And, um, you know, it was just one other thing. And so, you know, you, I was in a daze. Uh, I got a second opinion and I went and got my uh, treatment at Johns Hopkins. And, uh, it's, you know, this, this, the cheating and leaving thing is not, it's blindsides people so much because they, the, the person that they were in love with turns out to be not that the person that right. person you, you all of a sudden the scales fall from your eyes it's a different person it totally and, is and you the, are so right dr drew i mean it was like that it was you know and what i ended up doing is i went to johns hopkins and i shared and this you know goes to the collection that i'm now doing for cancer i want um i shared the journal i had to you know it was one way i felt so really alone nobody i wasn't really going to share was where i was son? going how old was your son by this time he was 26 when this happened. Okay. Um, when yeah. all of it just, you know, yeah, not yeah. only did he find out, okay, this is happening to my family. Yeah. Uh, now my mom just informed me she has stage three. So it yeah. was another, you know, within the space of almost under six months, uh, the, our, you know, it's just everything was just um, the, the other thing. The other thing is not just that you lose the person you thought you were engaged with. Your, the, your very life. Absolutely. So it's it's that person's not that person anymore, and my life vanished. Right. Life yeah. as you thought you knew it. That, and then Absolutely. if you add breast cancer to that, I imagine it just felt like it's almost like if you're being stoned to death, it was just another stone. But some, <laughs> well, like, yes, but I, I did start calling myself Joe Bet. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, some, Quite a bit. Some, some tenacity or some inner strength must have kicked in or, or wisdom to say get help or get around people to support me. Yeah, how'd you, how, did you, how did you do it? How did you survive? Well, I got to tell you that military family that I uh, was doing all, you know, this little, little home for a girl studio about really kicked in because I needed help. I wasn't going to tell anyone. I mean, you know. Oh, she the created of, the network of, that then saved her. Think yeah, about that. It did. The, Think yeah, about that. Well, the home front girl was invented in the heels of all this. No, before. No, it was before. Before, before. Yeah, so yeah, the no, people that no, she no. had created a community with yeah. were the ones that saved That's her. Cool. Yep. That's, That's cool. That's why it, you're supposed to build community. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and you know the whole thing is though it was the you know I went to Maryland or I went to D.C. That's where I decided to get my treatment, my second opinion. So I was at Johns Hopkins, and um, when they discovered that I was fighting this alone, because everyone was like, "Where, where, you know." Where's What's going husband? on here? Um, why are you alone? Um, they came out of the woodwork. They all did. And they took me to my treatments. They, you know, they supported me in ways that while I was reeling from one shock, now I'm entering an aggressive, you know, red, you know, my chemo was red devil, yeah. which I'm sure Dr. Drew, you're very familiar. That's that a term of chemotherapy? Taxol. Yeah. Yeah. And Taxol. You yeah. got it. Taxol yeah. was the next one, which left me with 
Um, um, I think I just found philosophy. out something that someday I'm going to be told I need, and I'm going to go, oh, my God, I heard that. The Red Devil. <laughs> <laughs> no, you might want to drink the Red Devil. You don't want the chemo, the Red Devil, okay? Um, but, you know, you're you're just thrust into another world. I When you when you hear the word cancer and uh, you're just uh, – when you talk about something kicks in, a tenacity, you know, I heard a lot from people, like, I don't know how you're doing it. And, you know, and, and – the, the friends, my, my, my fellow military wives who would pick me up and take me to lunch and then and would t- sit with me at chemo. And I, I was just blown away by the, the enormity of the family that, thank God, was there. So yeah. what I wanted to frame was, this is a big mission of mine. So most people that, uh, you know, you know, if you've listened to us about drug treatment, right? So what my job mostly is to try to encourage people to go to a 12-step community. Right. And more and more, they don't want to go. Yeah. And the reason why I want them to go is because someday they're going to need that community. And and regular people used to have these groups, the Moose Lodge. We've talked about it, too. Moose Lodge and be involved with their community and Friars Club and all this. And that's fallen away. And our society doesn't have these social networks not hey. from the government but from each other uh, uh, to help each other through times like when you get cancer yeah. when your husband leaves yeah, yeah. you listen there's because a book, it's going to happen to all of us famous book called bowling alone it was about the decline yes. of clubs and gatherings and this was like 20 years ago just imagine gabby if you hadn't started your business you would be in wisconsin alone at that okay, point that's depressing Uh, but yeah no and and the thing is is that it wasn't you know uh just comfort girl because comfort girl was something that i started just to you know while everybody else was going on with their life in my family my son and but that gives you something to talk about with with people you used to live next door with at fort bragg or yeah they gave you so cool that i was doing it. everybody was when they heard it it it's like oh you're so cool you're doing this this is why people need to do things instead of sit around watching tv or, or looking at yeah, their or, phones, you know, or, or, or Snapchatting, or, yeah, or whatever, yeah, that's doing what funny I mean. things on their faces. And, and because in the end, we're all going to have the death of a of a our fam a family member, illness, divorce. Um, you know, we need each other. Drew, come know, on, uh, chime listen, in. I, I, Keep I've been. I'm, I'm cheating it, and I've been I've been chanting it until I'm out of but breath. But she built it. No, I know she's I, a perfect example of how it works. No, and how it's we are, to but work. I, okay, don't give me that many credits. But I will say this: um, <laughs> I I will tell you one thing that I learned, and I Bob, what you're saying is exactly uh, a lot of what I believe is that sharing what you go through. I mean, as difficult as it is, and I, I you know, and I get some criticism. Keep it upbeat, you know. Do it, but you know. Life isn't always going to be upbeat. And sometimes you're going to be the example that someone is looking to. Mm -hmm. And you might just be the person that helps that other person get through whatever hell they're going through. So, you know, it's a a bit of putting yourself. And and prior to all of this, trust me, I was probably the most private person you could ever imagine. And all of a sudden now I'm I'm thrust into um, a lot. But, you know, when I... Went through my treatment. I kept a journal. I shared my journal with my friends and with the Homefront Girl fan base Facebook page. And I was, um, I called it when the world turned pink because my world turned pink. All of a sudden, everything was um, a calendar cancer. Where did I have to go? Who did I have to see? You know, 
that's what it became. And um, so that in itself, I, what I discovered from that was how many people came out of the woodwork and were all of a sudden sharing and saying, you know, this is what I'm going through. And then, so it's, it's, I, it, that was something that struck me. I, the people that I set in chemo bays that may, didn't make it, the, the ones that I remembered, the ones that I, you know, wrote about in my journal that kept me going. And so when I did the collection, which launched like two days ago, and I have it associated now with the Brem Foundation, which is big on early detection um, and impacted me when I went to just a fundraiser right before I started my treatment in DC, I never forgot them. I never forgot what they were doing. And there's lots of amazing cancer uh, organizations that are out there doing incredible things. Um, but this one's a small one. And what they're doing is impacting their community. And and it's a great message, uh, especially for most women, you know, early detection, go get checked, go if you have a brack in your family, go get checked. 19 months that I went through, I just, Gee, I've had several surgeries, I'm still in the process of surgeries, but I discovered my only answer to what happened to my life and my family and all it was through one, one place only. And that would be the only answer I ever got. And that's why I mentioned Vicki Stark and the runaway husband's syndrome. And because when I actually joined, uh, when I got to that support group and I discovered there was this extraordinary international uh, group of people, women uh, who had experienced almost like textbook what I had experienced. I didn't internalize and then say, well, I, what did I do? It was me. I'm, this is bizarre. How did this happen? And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, blaming myself through all of this as I was sitting there alone, getting chemo uh, and getting radiation and wondering where's my best friend. Um, I discovered this group afterwards and that was the, Discovering so them runaway was husbands? enriching. Runaway you, husbands is what Stark's thing is called. Or yeah, and she or? she's the one, and it happened to her. See, that's the thing. So, Drew, have it you heard of this? No. Oh, I've I've heard of this happening. I've not heard of this group. Yeah, uh, and well, her book is called Runaway Husbands, and she basically talked to. She wanted to know how did this happen. She was happily did married. She for talked to the years. runaway husbands too, right? And it's, I've seen the disappearing thing. You have oh, here in L.A. Absolutely. Well, you, when you say disappearing, is like when they leave and you you have no clue. Yeah, they, they, just, they, they don't one, talk to you. One day gone. One day just yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Well, this it was sort crazy. of like that, except that, uh, yeah, then I, yeah, of course I knew where he was because of the you know, divorce. Yeah. Uh, and I was a little busy, you know, trying to live uh, and fight my, for my Survive, life. Yeah. Uh, and then I finished 19 uh, weeks and then I came back to face this person that I hadn't seen in 19 months uh, in court. 19 so, How was that? What was that like? Oh, it was absolutely, uh, thank God I had my good friend Alice with me. Uh, it was absolutely uh, devastating. Was it weird? I into what, did he act like? what did he act like? Uh, just shrugged and, you know, basically I, I was looking, shrugged? staring really hard at this person. Like he doesn't know her. Like, wow. And, uh, you know, cause, cause sort of bug-eyed me. Anyone, you know, do you know what I mean when I say bug-eyed? Even like, Nate's, look, uh, even Nate's blown away by this and nothing affects Nate. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what, what, do you, what do you This mean? is insane. I don't know what bug-eyed means. What does that mean? Okay, so so, so let's say you're staring at someone or, or you're looking at someone, you're trying to figure them out. And they out, go like this. they just sort of bug you, uh, bug-eye you. Like what? You know? Like what are you looking, looking at? at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, no. that fits. Yeah, that's what I got. That's Ew. Well, yeah, listen. I mean, when I hear the stories of what, and Dr. Drew, you've seen the 10 steps. And I mean, yeah. 
I mean, basically it's like, it's like, is there a book out there for this? Because this is not a typical, this is not normal. This wasn't the normal, you know, Oh, you know what? I'm not happy with you. Right. I, you know, I found somebody I no love more. better, you know, uh, this was that it wasn't like no, this that, is driven you know? by psychopathology this is not it, driven by environment yeah yeah, yeah this is not normal oh, so God. when i you know i had to figure out how after all of this okay i now have to figure out okay how do i get health care by the way that's that 2020 thing mm. that i'm working very closely with a couple of senators offices and i'm like bugging them to death because i want somebody to uh, make this right. It's not going to help me. It's too late for me. I was left because I was short one year. Mm. I lost all my benefits wow. as a military spouse. So yes. I lost my health care. I lost wow. access to the base, to, to commissary, to saving money, to all yeah. of it. It's gone. But when I discovered this, uh, because I didn't go around in my you know crazy little head wondering, oh, do I have 20 active duty years in my married life with him? So that if my life, my marriage goes south, I'm not going to be left, you know, Right. Without considered. anything, a safety because well, I don't have a 401k. I don't have oh a, you know, I didn't build up a job. Well, and you became adult the hard way. Mm-hmm. Well, well it, but yeah, but you know, it, it, when it comes to that law, it leaves too many of, a, and it goes against the warrior ethos of we leave no one behind. Yeah, That's nice. and I agree with you. The, and that is not right. And I sat with Senator Reed, my senator from Rhode Island, in his office. Uh, right after I had just finished treatment, I went with a fellow military wife who brought her little awards that were all given, you know, as we're, as all of our senior leaders call us, you know, the combat multipliers, that if it weren't for us on the home front, making sure that the kids are okay and the warfighter doesn't have to worry that there's something going on at home because we're keeping the home front all, you know, all together. And so they give us the awards and we get the little pictures and the medals. And we're proud of that. But then when you discover when something like this hits you and happens to you and you're thrown for a loop and you, on top of that, have an illness for the rest of your life that you have to contend with, Mm. um, and you discover that because you're short, let's say you have 19 years, 364 days, you're missing one day because of that one day. They will take everything from you. Wow. So we're going to have to leave it there, Gabby. Is there a place you like Keep fighting, to s- Gabby. Would, Keep fighting. Other than homefrontgirl.com, is there some place to support the 2020? No, unfortunately. But write to me. I would love to hear from any other spouses that have been impacted by this. And this um, is at homefrontgirl.com? Gabby, uh, right. My email is Gabby there at homefrontgirl. Um, and, um, th- yeah, I would we love have- that. And. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you. Um, you you've taken on. us on a journey today. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. And I, no, no. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I, appreciate I also bought one of your travel bags while we were on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to get one of the Vee and Rose camo me. travel bag. I can't shop and talk at the same time, but I will be on the website. <laughs> I bought it. It's beautiful. It's all right. We're going to wrap it up. We're all going to run around the computer and look at the look at the computer bag. Thank you, guys. Thank you for everything. And you know what? Huge fan. Huge, huge fan. Thanks, Gary. Great to talk to you. Bye-bye. Thank you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right. That's about it for this episode of This Life. Thanks for listening and subscribing on your favorite platforms. Rate us five stars and tell a friend. Also, be sure to visit drdrew.com for the latest news. We'll tell you where you can find all of our health-related content, including the latest in-depth series, The History of Opium. You can now listen to it on the weekly Infusion podcast. We have some great and very interesting and appropriate interviews with key historical players in the history of opium we're excited about our newest podcast dr drew after dark which has been described as a dark web reboot of loveline 
It's the hottest guest spot for all the most popular comedians. Beware, it is for a mature audience. It is kind of a reboot of Loveline. You can hear the episodes first in a podcast form Thursday. Then on Friday, you can watch all the video episodes when the YouTube page drops on the Your Mom's House YouTube channel. New episodes every week. Subscribe, tell a friend. Also on Doctor.com, you can find Swole Patrol, our health and fitness podcast with Mike Catherwood. If you want something a bit more refined that will expand your intellectual horizons, please subscribe to the Dr. Drew Podcast, where I feature a wide variety of very interesting and important guests. Get in-depth interviews there. Last but not least, me and Adam, Adam and Dr. Drew Show Podcast. It's a lot of fun, and we are still together, and you can get it five days a week. So go to drdrew.com, please tell a friend, and we thank you for it. And thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.